professionals asking questions. This is episode 13. Why are we scared of the number 13? I'm Julia. And I'm Sid. And we're your co-hosts. Today, every day, and... Always. Always. Yeah. So before we get into it, Sid, how was your vacay? It was nice. We didn't have the best weather, so I didn't have much beach time. Mm -hmm. I probably had like half an hour of beach time. But the rest of the time was spent, you know, drinking good drinks, eating good food. I probably gained 10 pounds, so... That's what happens. You know, now I'm off for another vacation soon, so... Speaking of, we should probably say what you just reminded me. So, we will be taking off the next two weeks because we each have vacation, and it's just going to be... Chaotic. Yes. Too hard to get together and record, so we're just going to take a break. Yeah. We could probably use a break anyway. I think so. So refuel so we'll see you again probably end of june beginning of july Mm -hmm. is when you'll hear from us again it'll probably be the end of june i think yeah i don't know we had the calendar up but we don't right now no so i also want to say uh that we apologize for the audio quality in last week's episode i honestly have no idea what happened thank you for everyone who stuck with the episode i know it wasn't the best but i think we addressed the problem and Hopefully it's fixed. Yeah, we'll be fine. And it's only going to improve from here. Right. The more donations we get, the more we can improve. Right. And thank you to all who donated. Absolutely. I also want to throw out a correction from the Emu War episode when I mistakenly said about the Adam Sandler movie with the riding the ostrich thing, the one scene from that, I was like, I think that was an Adam Sandler movie with Jennifer, what I Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. And it wasn't. It was the Drew Barry more. But honestly... A lot of his movies like that kind of blend together anyway. And it's from... And it's from the movie Blended <laughs> with Drew Barrymore, so... They really do blend together because it is a pretty similar... I thought that it was. Mm-hmm. I just had the wrong actress in my head for some reason. No, because I was... I just couldn't remember the name of the movie I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, what is it? And then it wasn't anything yeah. we talked about. And we said we were Adam Sandler fans, so we had to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so sorry about that. Maybe nobody caught it because no one said anything to me. So <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Everyone's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Probably because I know there's many things that I like mess up and same. Don't think about it. That's okay. <laughs> Any other things that we need to mm. comments about the last meeting's notes? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Should we just unpack the number 13? Let's just get into the number 13. Okay. So why is the number 13 so unlucky, Julia? Well, first I want to like preface this all by Let's saying, preface. imagine if I just started to refuse traveling, going to work, planning events like weddings, funerals, ceremonies in that sense, on the 18th day of the month. Mm-hmm. Would that be weird? Yeah. Yeah, we would think so. Or what if I lobbied for contractors and developers to skip the 18th floor in the new high-rise? Yeah. Weird. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, why is it that so many people, especially Americans, have the same baseline for the number 13? Who freaking knows? That's why we're doing what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) So, researchers have found as many as 10% of the U.S. population has a fear of the number 13, which is... Seems like a lot. It seems like a lot, but then it also seems kind of low. You think? I don't know. I kept going back and forth with where I felt on that. 10% is a solid number. Mm-hmm. 
But I do think it was probably higher at some point. I do think superstitions are starting to go down a little. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, what is our population now, anyway? We'll like seven billion. Is that? I don't know. Is that low? We're at seven billion at one point. So I guess ten percent off, like seven billion. That's what I was kind of thinking. I'm like, I feel like that. Well, is the that like U.S. 7 has billion seven billion. Oh, isn't that the world? What's the world? Oh, I'm talking about the U.S. Oh no! I was like, that seems like a lot of people in the United States. <laughs> now the world population is seven billion. <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. Right. I was like, damn, we grew. The U.S. population is three three hundred thirty one, pretty much three hundred thirty two million. As of 2021. Okay, so 10% of that's still rather large. So the fear of the number 13 is so common that it has its own term, which is known as... Triscodecophobia. And the fear of Friday the 13th is known as... I'm going to do the the easier one. It's Friga Triscodecophobia. (laughs) There's another one that's Paraskevidica Triophobia, which is not correct how I said that. But said it way better than my first Friga Triscodecophobia is much easier to say, and that is supposed to be the fear of Friday the 13th. And then Triscodecophobia is fear of the number 13, or avoidance of the number 13. And people who have that phobia avoid using or being associated with that number whenever possible. So each year, the fear of Friday the 13th actually increases, it's said, resulting in financial losses of up to $800 million annually, which is so much money. I saw that. I saw like 700 to $800 million Yeah, and that's just year. from like people avoiding getting married, traveling, or mm-hmm. in the most severe cases, people going to work. Mm-hmm. Some people will even go to the extreme of paying extra to be sure their phone numbers or numbers of like significant importance do not include one and three in the same order. Yeah, it's wild. Which, like, wow, privilege. Right. That's that's nuts. I don't know. And I saw that stat, like, or statistics show that the probability of something bad happening on Friday the 13th is no higher than any other day of the year. Mm-hmm. Because, I'll actually get yeah. into that a little bit. But, like, yeah. well, not the actual statistics of it, but mm. this there's no, like, there's, significance right. of where it would come from. It's just, it gets in people's heads, and they, when they hear anything about it, they're like, oh, oh. But speaking of the Frigga Triscodecophobia, so the fear of Friday the 13th, did you know there's a Frigga Triscodecophobia treatment center that assists in helping people get over their superstitions? Wait, wait, wait. So it's just for Frigga Triscodecophobia? Or is it for superstitions in general? Well, it's called Frigga Frigga Triscodecophobia But they help people just in superstitions in general? I think so, but I think it's mostly around Friday the 13th. That's insanity. No, I never saw that. Yeah, so there's like someone called a treatment nurse who will thoughtfully guide the Frigga Triscodecophobes through an (laughs) obstacle course that includes walking under ladders, stepping on cracks... Trashing zodiac signs. I don't know about that. Like, why are we trashing zodiac signs? Throwing darts at photographs. I don't... I didn't realize that was... It's not something you should do anyway. I don't think it was a bad luck thing. <laughs> but anyway. And also dancing inside with an open umbrella. Which I get that because you're not supposed to open umbrellas inside. You have a white. And breaking a mirror. So these are all, like, things that they make these patients do. To get to over. Try to get over what about fear. black cats? Do they make black cats run across the like no. in front of them? No, they just have like <laughs> these clever games, and the hosts of the treatment center are costumed. You can money out of anything. They have exhibits of silly superstitions, and they play anti-superstitious music. Which what is anti-superstitious music? Please tell me. It's like Christian rap. 
about free educational but literature. But it's superstition spin. <laughs> it's funny. The headquarters for this treatment center are located in Pocopson, PA. I don't even know if I said that right. In PA? Is that correct? Pocopson? Pocopson. It's hard to say. I don't know. But yeah, Pennsylvania has the headquarters for the Frigotriscodectophobia Treatment Center. What the hell is life? I have no idea. Why is it always PA? I don't know. <laughs> Why do we always come back It's either here? PA or Florida. We try to get out of here and we keep coming back. Oh yeah, we, yeah, with our episodes we always get back to PA. I don't know. It's probably because of our search engines, knowing our locality. But not really, because if we pick random topics, it just happens to have that in the topic. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. So, historians believe superstition surrounding the number 13 began in the 17th century. However, there is no one singular event that can be identified as starting its bad reputation. And honestly, it wasn't until the 20th century that the number 13's infamy truly exploded. Perhaps it might have been fueled by a work of fiction... Um, which we'll probably later get into, but I'll just, like, briefly touch on these. Mm -hmm. In 1907, Thomas Lawson, businessman and author, published a novel entitled entitled Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. The novel is about a rogue broker who chose that date to destroy the stock market, and today you will still find that the number 13 is synonymous with misfortune. Was that a work of fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Yeah. But people got that in their heads after reading it. Mm-hmm. So the concept of, quote, unlucky number 13 then entered the zeitgeist. By 1910, the term triskaidekaphobia was coined by a psychologist perpetuating the super- superstition. The unlucky number's attributes continued to be built throughout the 20th century, and in 1980, its place in the collective consciousness, along with its connection to Friday, was solidified again by the slasher film Friday the 13th. Ever heard of it? Oh. Yes. Yeah. So, before we get into, like, these modern times, I think we should go back to where it all originated. Or where some speculated originated. Right. Because no one really knows where it came from. I have no fucking idea. So, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. Right. So, in many cultures, both Friday and the number 13 are considered unlucky. But, again, there isn't a concrete origin or history as to why the day is considered so cursed. The one that comes up most as one of the sources is The Last Supper. So Judas, the disciple who betrayed Jesus, was the 13th to sit at the table. But I had also read that the Bible didn't specify in what order people sat down at the table. Did you see something about that? He was the 13th guest to arrive, so I think he was the last one. Okay. And that was where they got the order. Yeah, like, because it was just, like, how people arrived. And because he betrayed Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, so if he was the seventh one to arrive, it would have been, been seven. Number. It was my understanding. Okay. I, I just, I had also read somewhere too that they, because I didn't read the Bible, so I don't really know, but it said that the Bible did not specify the order in which people sat down. Maybe they meant people that arrived, not yeah. in the order that they sat down at the table. And my, yeah, the way I took it was arriving, but I, I mm. have no idea. Maybe it was the order they were sitting. Right. Regardless, so they took that, the 13th guest, and that's where they got it being an unfortunate number. They also said that Jesus' crucifixion was on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And I had also read that some scholars believe that Eve tempted Adam on a Friday as well. So Friday pops up a couple times in there. Right, and this doesn't really go, I think it just has to do with like the Christian Christianity part of it, but 
this doesn't really have to do with like Jesus's crucifixion, but just to pull in like Friday and that superstition, I guess it was also known as hangman's day in Europe. Mm -hmm. So like with the Christianity belief, I think that might also pull in. Was that just like the day they chose to have public executions and hangings? So it was just like hanging day. Fridays are for hangings. Yeah, dude, weird. Could you imagine? That's what you look forward to all week. <laughs> yeah. Because it was such a huge thing. Then. Well, yeah, and it's kind of funny. I guess now you'd be scared of it, but at the time, the only people that would be scared of Fridays are someone who did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and like friends and family of. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really get into Friday, so I don't want to. Right. This is more pull you too far that way. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That was my bad. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But another, were you, did you have anything else on good old Jesus Christ in the Bible? Blessed be the Lord. <laughs> okay. So another possible origin to number 13 is the Norse myth about 12 gods having a dinner party in Valhalla. So Odin, the father of all gods, chose to dine with 11 of his closest friends, also gods, and the trickster god Loki, who was not invited, arrived as the 13th guest. So he wasn't invited, but he shows up and he was the 13th because, again, there's Odin and 11 of his guests. There's 12. Loki shows up. 13. While he was there, he's the trickster god, so he's going to fuck some shit up. He arranged for Hodor, who is the blind god of darkness, to kill Balder, the beautiful, who was the god of joy and gladness, and he killed him with a mistletoe-tipped arrow. It's really mean. It is. You're just showing up to dinner and you're like, I'm going to fucking kill that guy but I'm gonna make someone else do it I just love how both revolve around dinner parties I know and 13th well, guests and that's what's interesting oh, did but I also from so him? like after he was killed so following Baldur's passing the world was supposedly enveloped in darkness out of sadness and the number 13 became a symbol of misfortune mm. and today there's superstitions that if 13 people sit at a table then one of them is going to die within a year I also saw that some people they find it so nerve-wracking if there are 13 guests they'll add a teddy bear yes to the chair to sit on like they'll just yeah they'll pull a chair up and pretend jobs dude do you think loki's gonna come get you i don't know well he's not gonna get you he's gonna trick someone to get you they'll just they just think there's gonna be some like freak accident that's gonna happen yikes i know i've never thought about now i'm always gonna think about how many people are sitting at this table but again i don't know (laughs) other people to be honest are you gonna get this superstitious no you're gonna add teddy bear no i'll just be like hey you need to leave bye (laughs) we can't have this i bet people yeah i bet people have done that or just invite a random person to make 14 i'm gonna purposely have dinner parties with 13 people now well there's that's funny you say that so i'm just gonna throw this in now i was gonna cover it later but there is, or there was, this historic superstition-defying secret club that was formed in, I think this was 1882. So Captain William Fowler... Dad? What? <laughs> what? I said dad. You said dad. Why'd you say dad? Because he created this thing that you were just going to say I probably belong to. Yeah. Skip out again. Captain William Fowler embraced the power of 13 and founded a secret supper club to celebrate the number in 1882. It was called the 13 Club. Of course. I told you, Dad. Stop saying Dad. It's weird. (laughs) 
The first meeting included 13 courses. Courses, not horses. Courses. Okay. Food. Could you? 13 <laughs> courses of food. They have to be small. Yeah, they would have to be. You'd throw up. Yeah. I wouldn't make it past halfway through. If, if I had enough marijuana, I would. And breaks. And a toilet. And a toilet. That's a lot of food. It's so much food. I can't even get through like a five course. Mm-mm. I'm not fancy enough to have more than three courses. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever officially... Or one, I guess. <laughs> We're not fancy enough to even know what the five courses are. No. We just know appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> meal. Dessert. Mm, not a des- dessert girl. Well, you know if there's 13 courses, there's at least three of them that are desserts. Is that facts? No. <laughs> what all do you have? Oh my God, it's a lot. Anyway, they'd have 13 courses lit by 13 candles attended by 13 people. He really embraced this. He really did. He was like, I don't know if he was trying to be like, you guys are full of shit. Mm-hmm. Calm down. It's not a big deal. And I'm going to prove it. I had this club. And he continued this club throughout the late 1800s and into the early 1900s. Honorary members included Presidents Chester A. Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin Harrison, and Theodore Roosevelt. What years did you say this was? It was late 1800s, early 1900s. So that does prove, because we'll get into it, but even before, you know, the 20th century, people were scared of, like, Mm -hmm. it started what they think in the 17th, Mm -hmm. being, like, prominent. But, like, it must have been so globally known that there was this type of thing, right? Had to be. To be able to feel like you could make mm-hmm. a club out of it. Right. Anti-superstition club. Um, Before we get into the other things, I do want to say, too, that in retrospect to the two dinner party mishaps with the 13th guests... Some mathematicians and scientists point to the preeminence of the number 12, which is often considered a perfect number in the ancient world. So back to the Sumerians again, you know, our favorite topic. Mm -hmm. The ancient Sumerians developed a numeral system based on the use of 12 that is still used for measuring time today. So calendars, most of them have 12 months, Mm -hmm. and a single day consists of two 12-hour half days. Mm -hmm. And beyond the Sumerian's numerical system and throughout history, you also see the number 12 used. 12 gods on Olympus, 12 signs of the Zodiac, 12 apostles of Jesus. And then there's also a quote from history.com that says, quote, Following so closely on the heels of a, of a perfect number, some argue that 13 was sure to be found lacking and unusual, end quote. So I guess 12 is just like a really hard number to follow. I guess so. Because, yeah, like you said, it's we love the number 12. It's in everything. Mm-hmm. Numbers are everything. So it kind of just got lost and then people mm-hmm. got scared of people it? People love that it's perfect. The sum of its divisors equals a whole number. Like, example, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 6 go into 12. 2, 4, and 6 equal 12. 1, 2, 3, and 6 equal 12 as well. Mm-hmm. And which is also ironic because do you remember when the world was supposed to end in 2012? <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. So, also, on December 12th, which I think that's when it was supposed to be. It was like December, December 21st, I think. When it, wasn't it all 12s? Wasn't that the day? I don't know. Maybe it was the 21st. Maybe it made more sense it was all When 12th, was yeah. the world supposed to end? 
December 21st, 2012. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> you would think it'd be December 12, 12s, but... No, I think the reason I remembered it is because you thought it was 12... Like, I thought it was 12, 12, 12 the one time, but then I was like, oh, no, it's swapped in the middle. Mm. Well, regardless, on December 12, 2012, there was a boy in Alabama who turned 12 years old at 12, 12 p.m. The fuck? People called him everything from the chosen one to a sign of the apocalypse. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Is he still alive? I have no idea. I don't care to look any further. (laughs) So he was born exactly at 12, 12, 12 seconds. I just have 12, 12. 12. Come on, that's not that. There's how many kids born in a day? I just want him to his horn. He's not that great. But his birthday is on December 12th. And he turned 12 years old. On? On his birthday, which was 2012. Yeah. And he was born at 12, 12. So at that exact time. That'd be so weird. Have a birthday like that though. Hey, my birthday's on the twelfth. Yeah, it is. Does that mean you are like a sign of apocalypse? apocalypse? Probably makes sense. It does. Yeah. Huh. It's that's interesting. interesting. I wasn't born on a Friday though. I was born on a Saturday. So yeah, I guess that also put <laughs> puts it into perspective of like people saying he's the chosen one. I mean, also yeah, saying the apocalypse. The yeah, you have like... both sides, but I mean, people do think like, oh, that's just so. Perfect and mm-hmm. miracle and blah, blah, blah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. It is funny, though, because the number 13 is not globally feared. Unexplained fears of the number 13 are pretty much primarily found in Western cultures. Mm-hmm. And some cultures, like the ancient Egyptians, considered the number 13 as lucky for some things. I didn't really get that far into it. No, I, I just, think you know more than I do I just about read that. that they considered that. So the 13 as their last phase of life. It's the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Which we said earlier, maybe we should look into should that. Look into because we love the Egyptians. And, yeah. yeah. Reincarnation and everything. And other cultures have different number phobias, like the number four, which is avoided in much of Asia. Remember this because I'm going to get back to it in a moment. Okay. Another quote from history.com. Uh, quote, according to the Stress Management Center and Phobia Institute in Asheville, North Carolina, more than 80% of high-rise buildings in the United States do do not have a 13th floor, and the vast majority of hotels, hospitals, and airports avoid using the number for rooms and gates as well, Mm -hmm. end quote. Yeah, I had also read that, like, many ships and cruise liners admitted having a 13th deck due to the same thing, and, but, so, they go... It's 12 straight to 14. So you're not so actually is 14 skipping. the 13th, or do they leave the 13th floor as storage so or something else? I have challenged this before because I think the most hotels that I go to, it's not like there is no 13th floor. Like, it's just 12 to 13. Because if you go outside the building and you count, mm-hmm. you know, there's however many floors minus one. Mm-hmm. Even if they use it for storage, it's still there. Mm-hmm. But... I would assume they would they would get a lot of people say it's a hotel not wanting to book that room specifically on that floor, so they just don't even make it available. Yeah, I just feel like people are stupid because if you're on the fourteenth floor, you're most likely on the thirteenth floor, mm-hmm. and if you're that superstitious, the labeling shouldn't have anything to do with it. It would be the counting, right? Right. You would think. But who's to say, too, like, where do you start? Is the first floor, a lot of times the lobby Mm -hmm. is the lobby, and then you go on the first floor. Mm -hmm. So, like... 
What do you got? What is it? What is your definition of the 13th floor? Mm-hmm. But I even saw, I had it later, but I'll bring it up now. There was a Belgian airline that continuously received complaints from like superstitious passengers leading them to revamp the logo in 2006. Mm-hmm. And I guess the logo was once a bee-like image consisting of 13 dots, and now it consists of 14 dots. And then in addition, like many other airlines, the plane's rose numbering skips 13. Hmm. So, like, it just skips it. It doesn't actually... I just think it's funny that, like, people, like, get so upset. Just when they see that number. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's also, like, the Apollo 13 mission. Mm Mm-hmm. Where... You know, after all that... I was that, shocked that you even named it that. Well, the thing is, is, like, after that, the 13th shuttle flight was then dubbed a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. It was STS, like, 4, right. 1G, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which, but we don't even refer to that mm-hmm. as that. So, like, I don't know. Do people really get that? I guess I can see it. Oh, Apollo 13, it was cursed. Mm-hmm. But they already named it before it happened. So they just renamed it? Is that what they're saying? I guess, but one, I'm surprised they even named it that to begin with. Right, because how long has this been going? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, if like you name it something like that, or if you're staying in a room 13 or you're associated with it in some way, and you already have it in your mind that it's a bad luck number, mm-hmm. you're going to manifest that in some way. If there's so many people collectively feeling the same thing, right? you're going to cause bad things to happen. And you might not even cause bad things. It might be something that would happen at any point of mm-hmm. any day. But you just be like, oh, oh my god, my phone cracked. It's because it's the 13th. Yeah. So I feel like that's a perfect segue actually into one thing that I found. But sociocultural processes can associate bad luck with any number. Mm-hmm. Given that the conditions are favorable, a rumor or a superstition generates its own social reality. And it snowballs like an urban light legend. Mm-hmm. So... Like we just said, you know it's the 13th day of the month. You're looking for, like, almost something to blame for any bad mm-hmm. thing that's going to happen, but it could happen any day. Right. And like you said earlier, statistically, it's no different than the 12th day of the month. hmm Contrary to Western phobias, much of East and Southeast Asia has tetraphobia, which is the fear of the number four. Told you we'd come back to it. Mm-hmm. You will find it difficult to find much use of the number four in private or public life. This is likely due to the similar sounds for the Chinese language and Chinese-influenced linguistic subgroups, words for four and death. So they just correlate it to sounding the same. You want to avoid it because you're like manifesting it, mm-hmm. is my understanding. Right. And Makes sense. In Japan, nine is unlucky, most likely because it sounds similar to the Japanese word for suffering. So, same thing kind of with death. Nine. But the Japanese version, you said? Mm Mm-hmm. Not our pronunciation of nine. Right. Nine would be more German. Nine. Nine. So, in Italy, 17 is unlucky. Some Italians are superstitious about Friday the 17th. Because rearranging the Roman numeral 17 can create the word vixi, which translated from Latin means my life is over. Okay, but they're rearranging it entirely to get to there? That seems mm-hmm. a little... Like, entirely. Why? I don't You're know. I guess, like, to do, like, maybe they have a lot of... Maybe a lot of them are dyslexic, and they, like, 
saw what they 17. see right of, like, May. Maybe. And so they saw my life is over. I don't know. Maybe there was a generation that was this life. Could you imagine you're just, like, supposed to be reading a number and all of a sudden it's telling you, like, your life is over? <laughs> Code 17. <laughs> your life is over. <laughs> and then lastly... 666 is considered lucky in China, but associated with the devil by many Christians. Fun fact, the intense fear of 666 is known as, on this week's episode of White Words, can Julia not pronunciate, hexacosioejexaconta hexaphobia. Definitely. Killed it. Yep. I (laughs) don't really consider that a bad number. I just consider that one of... So a lot of those repeating numbers are called angel numbers. Mm -hmm. That's just what I associate it with usually. Yeah, same. I don't know. The devil is an angel, so I guess. Yeah, I feel the same with you. I'm not... I am fond of 666, I think, because it freaks people out, Mm -hmm. probably. Mm -hmm. I like to be different. Yeah, you are different. You've succeeded. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Please tell me you know that song. Uh, what the hell? Is it because of the way you're singing it? Just like the whole Britney Spears song? No, dude. What is it? What is it? Two chains. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Sounds vaguely familiar. Do you have like another verse you could throw at me? I can't remember anything you know. <laughs> is two chains still a thing? Yeah. Whoa. I love him. Okay. Have you ever watched his YouTube channel, like no. most expensivest? Oh my god. No. Watch it. Mm-mm. Oh. Yes. Wow. Okay. We should have audio soon <laughs> to capture these beautiful moments between us. Cause you mean video? We what have audio. Let's get more audio. It's so funny you said that because I was gonna sneak my camera today. I mean, with your, you would have saw with it. With my permission? Yeah, you would have saw it. But I was going to be like, dude, we're just going to do this. <laughs> we could have. It's Next time. Now. So, yeah, that's my other country number shit. Okay. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Yeah. Well, that'll be the real. Pull up to the scene. That'll just be our real. <laughs> that's it. It's going to sound awful in there. <laughs> okay. Well... Have you ever heard of some of the things you're supposed to avoid doing on Friday the 13th? Maybe. It's mostly just other superstitious things that you're not supposed to do, but I found a list of 13 things that you shouldn't do on Friday the 13th. Wait, I'm going to interrupt you. Do you remember 13 Reasons Why? Yeah. Okay. The book or the movie or the show or both? Come on. The show. Yeah. I I do now, but I think... I, I loved the book so much, and I read that early high school, I think, and I did watch the show. The book was better. I've heard that. But it was really good. I, like, kind of forgot what it was about, but to be honest, I had to go look at the cast. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, there's a girl that kills herself, and she leaves all these tapes for that's right, that's right. friends and family to listen to. and Yeah. Maybe it's kind God, of fucked up. What because... year did that come out? 2007? Wait, Wait no. no, that's not right. 2007 novel. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay, sorry. You're fine. But I did find a list of these things you're supposed to avoid doing on a website called the South Dakota Public Broadcasting Site. Number one, avoid black cats. We're shit out of luck, We're girl. We're so out of luck. 
nope, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Another thing that I feel like we're both attracted to. Black cats. Black cats. 666 yeah. black cats. Did you, oh, you didn't go to the bathroom yet, but my June picture on the calendar is a black cat. Looks just like Salem. Oh. And Raul. Yeah. Include my boy. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Our boys. Yeah. Black kitties. Okay. <laughs> Second, don't open an umbrella indoors. Should we do Why all this you? right now? We probably should. Are you superstitious about the umbrella? I grew up with, like, all these kind of, you know, being told all these mm -hmm. superstitions, but I'd be like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't think of, I I don't know, the umbrella one, I kind of take, I take it seriously. Do you? But I mean, like, why would you open an umbrella? You wouldn't. That's the thing. that's just dumb. Um, Yeah. Do you think that 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 roots from, it's dumb, like, there's no reason to have an umbrella inside, so it, like, teaches kids to not? Maybe. That's a good idea. We should look into that at some point. Hmm. Like where that actually came from. Or like walking under a ladder. Oh, is this on your list? Maybe I should I stop hitting all of these. I think that is on there somewhere. Maybe not. But that's a weird thing too. Like, that's like, dangerous. Common do sense. Do Don't do it. Yeah. Right. That's so, where I think they like might stem from. Mm-hmm. Those ones. I don't know. Yeah. Another one. Avoid big surprises. How the hell are you supposed to avoid surprises? I don't know. <laughs> surprises. I guess like, I guess they're kind of... It's going to come down to, like, on the Friday the 13th, don't leave your house, perhaps. Mm. Okay. But, like, yeah, that's no fun. We can't Too busy for that surprises. shit. Another one, don't trust the moon. It's funny. I don't understand. Well, we might get into it. Okay. Ish. I don't know. This one's a far-fetched one, but I have something for you. Okay. Another one. Don't so, listen to the moon? Don't trust the moon on Friday the 13th. But the moon's like the energy in the pool you're supposed to trust. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe on the 13th it's like opposite day. It's going to lead you to a big surprise. Yeah. Unexpected surprise. Yeah. Or death. Dude, could you imagine if you were so superstitious and you got like proposed to on the 13th and you just like freak out? Mm-mm. Just like, no. <laughs> So, another one, it says that you should avoid doing this. Avoid, at least I assume this is how they wrote it, but, because it's on the list, but it says avoid covering your mouth when coughing or yawning. The fuck? Maybe they're afraid you're going to, like, suffocate yourself? I don't know. It's not even, yeah, wait. So, what it said was cover your mouth when coughing or yawning. It didn't say, like, avoid doing that in front of it, but it's a list of things you're supposed to avoid, so I assume they mean to not do that, but why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, they're just, like, going to spread germs everywhere? Yeah. My only thought was, like, maybe it's to avoid choking on something or suffocating yourself, some freak accident. No idea. That was a weird one. If you're suffocating yourself, that's that's a weird one. Obviously, that role was pre-COVID, so... Another one, don't cross your knife and fork on a dinner table. I've heard that before. Just like the superstition, yeah. Hmm. Dinner etiquette is so big with some people. Not me, but... I remember having to go to like a... You went to one. What? Like a... Prim and proper? Our business... One of our classes... What was it? I forget. One of our business classes, we went to... 
part of the campus and we had like a, well actually multiple course dinner or lunch <laughs> or whatever you bougie bitch. And we had to like learn how to properly cut the food and where the placement is and mm-hmm. how you eat things and it's insane yeah the only reason i know most of it is from being a peasant working in the food and bar restaurant mm-hmm. bar industry <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i i mean i've had course meals but i don't have a fucking clue what to eat. i just know i start from the inside and work my way out yeah i don't even remember any of the etiquette anymore Mm-mm. but like there's specific ways you're supposed to hold your wine glass if it's white versus red oh yeah blah 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 no don't catch All me doing that and then there's me at the dinner table like my legs are crossed or i'll have my, my knees up to my up chest here. no i'll literally sit and eat dinner like mm-hmm. hurdled and people will be like what the hell like i can't sit i do not have proper brush proper proper posture proper posture yeah i don't have proper anything Mm-mm. we're unprofessional <laughs> is the point so invite us to your next five course dinner yeah. and we will blow your guests away but not 13 of you because the next one is avoid seating 13 people at your dinner table it's so fun i didn't realize this would come up so much mm-hmm. i didn't i've never heard about this before yeah have you i have yeah how many dinner parties do you think you've been to with 13 people? Probably not. We're going to start counting every time I go. Me too. And then I'm going to be like, there's 13 of us. I'm you're leaving. You're going to die. No, I'm just going to say, I'm leaving. It's my excuse. Like, put it in someone's head. Like, <laughs> you're going to die tomorrow. You know, Judas, was that his name? Yeah. He betrayed Jesus, sure. and that's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, so if you planned a romantic date on this day, cancel it. What the fuck? I mean, don't plan it to begin with, though, I guess. Yeah, just cancel it in general. Just don't date. Honestly, no. What I'm going to do, <laughs> what I'm going to do, because I'm actively dating. Yeah. She's single and ready to mingle, you guys. And I'm going to plan a date every 13th day of the month, and then I'll be like, oh, I forgot about my irrational fear. I cannot go. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Come but on. It's hilarious. It really is. I'm laughing on the inside. Okay, I'm done. Keep Another going. one. Don't break a mirror. Again, obvious shit. Like, people don't try to do this. Mm-hmm. This next one fucking gets me. Don't call salmon by its name. Just call it fish. I'm dead. Pause for effect. You can't call salmon salmon. You have to call it fish. Why? I don't fucking know. Is that a rule? Yeah, I'm not really sure if I can accept that one. That's the one I'm really the most upset about. That is the strangest fucking thing. Like, what's wrong with salmon? Can I just call it salmon then? Oh, God. I'll throw (laughs) up if you call it salmon. Mm, I had sushi today. Did you? Mm Mm-hmm. Love me some Philly roll with salmon. Love me some sushis and sashimis. Mm Mm-hmm. Tadashi is so good. I didn't have Tadashi. I had Wegmans, but... Mm. But you were wishing it was Tadashi? Mm-hmm. And it's so cheap. The thing is, is like, you go to Tadashi, it's cheaper than going to Wegmans for sushi. Yeah. I mean, if you're getting, like, the classic rules. Mm-hmm. But I had a gyno appointment, so I was like, I'm treating my fucking self. Absolutely. And they deal with my raw fish, I'm gonna go eat raw fish. <laughs> Some things I just should you're keeping it and you're not cutting it out. I'm not letting you. 
You saved a clip of that slap I did, so we're saving that. I'm sweating. It was. I didn't even know that was gonna come out of my mouth. Is your raw fish okay? My Did salmon's fine. Okay? Your salmon's <laughs> salmon. Stop. Salmonella. <laughs> Moving on. I think you need to look into that one. That one doesn't make sense to me. Is that a Christian I didn't want thing? I to look into it, to be honest. I think it's funnier if I don't. Okay. <laughs> if you're on a boat, don't save someone who goes overboard. <laughs> doesn't that make that person's, like, 13th worse? Why would you save them? <laughs> you're more likely die? to die as well, so don't save them. All right. Stay on your side of the bed. Every fucking day. I know. I don't ever cross I said, it. I do that anyway. <laughs> well, what's going to happen line. if you don't? And the line is wherever I'm at. <laughs> it's not in the you middle. Just create the line. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Poor Wyatt. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> All right, this last one. Don't burn eggshells. Didn't we talk about eggshells in the... We talked about witches riding boats made of eggshells in something. Right, we did. I forget what we were talking about. Why would you burn an eggshell? I don't know. I'm not sure why you would burn an eggshell. What happens? I don't know. That was the most bizarre and oddest list I was not expecting. Well, that was the South Dakota public broadcasting site for you, so... Have fun. South Dakota explains yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now, I also had some unlucky events, if you wanted me to get into that yet, or do you want to throw something else in there? Can I add a kind of controversial theory always. right before? Always. Okay. That. So, do you think that the number 13 could be possibly rooted in sexism and the fear Probably. of... Probably. What isn't? Right. So this one is definitely a controversial theory on why the number 13 is considered unlucky, but the number could also have origin from, you know, fucking patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Throughout history, the number 13 was notoriously connected to female energy. 13 menses annually, 13 lunar cycles, most cultures do accept the moon associated with, um, to be associated with women, so mm-hmm. that's where that ties in. So many believe that the number's negative association reflects female oppression. Tanaz Chubb is... What? I know. Of course, like, the name. And also, I don't know if you want to believe him because he is writing about females and his last name's Chubb, but he is advocating, so whatever. (laughs) A Los Angeles-based intuitive explains that ancient cultures celebrated the number 13 in connection to the goddess archetype the divine female and physical regeneration chubb writes that quote it was only when society became more patriarchal that women were made to feel ashamed when they were having their periods and to ignore their amazing potential to create and hold space for new life end quote so based on this theory the just this theory and I think we can all agree on this first part. The number 13 isn't innately jinxed. Instead, its infamy is rooted in systematic sexism. Mm-hmm. Here's another quote from Cosmos Warriors. Quote, this notion, however, does encourage us to reconsider our relationship to the number 13. It's possible that it's not cursed, just un- misunderstood. End quote. Yeah, so I didn't have much on that, but... We like controversy, I'm not so I wanted to just throw that in there. And I guess I, 
to some extent, it might make sense why it was kind of oppressed, but mm -hmm. I don't really know if I believe it fully. Right. And, like, why we're really feared of mm -hmm. it. Okay. Now I'm done. Now you can get into yourself. Okay. So I have a, a few different events. My first list here is of 13 that was taken from one particular site from the Seattle Times. It's 13 of the most unlucky events to occur on Friday the 13th. So one of the earliest recorded misfortunes on this day was October 13th, 1307, when French King Philippe IV arrested and tortured hundreds of Knights Templar of the Temple of Solomon. And as we know, they were a powerful and wealthy medieval Christian military order. They were arrested and tortured until they confessed to false charges such as heresy, homosexuality, financial corruption, devil worshipping, fraud, spitting on the cross, and more. So that's kind of where it started, at least recorded, mm -hmm. for first terrible event on Friday the 13th. Wasn't that highlighted in the Da Vinci Code, but it was kind of dramatized, yes. dramatized a little bit mm -hmm. more? So, like, the idea is the superstition kind of grew from the Da Vinci Code, but mm -hmm. it was it, that was an event that happened. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Okay. And I actually did add to my list talking a little bit more about the Knights of Templar at some point, because it is really interesting. And there are some people that believe that it, I mean, it's supposed to be have been disbanded a long time ago. But there are some people who believe that there are some secret Knights of Templar societies that still exist. So it's very interesting. You know, another thing, too, is the um, Freemasons. I have that on my list as well. Okay. They kind of tied together a little bit as well. So. I was wondering that. Mm -hmm. It'll be an interesting one. Next, we have the Black Friday, mm -hmm. which, speaking of fires, this was bushfires that occurred in Australia on January 13th, 1939. The bushfires killed 71 people in the Victoria province. Fires burned almost 2 million hectares or 4.9 million acres of land in Victoria. So you said what, six? Yeah, but now I don't remember if it was hectares I don't even know or acres. Right. Or acres, right. I'll I have know. to look into it. Yeah. I literally, someone just texted me before we recorded and was like did you see anything I was like i actually haven't checked my news app all day mm -hmm. so i was like quickly trying to look so i i don't know that much about it i just saw that it's like the whole continent that's awful well during this fire in victoria there were several towns that were entirely obliterated there were over 1300 homes 69 sawmills and 3700 buildings that were destroyed or damaged by the fires it's tragic mm-hmm Next, we have the blitz attacks of World War II. The Nazis dropped five bombs on Buckingham Palace on September 13th, 1940. Was it a Friday? These are all Fridays. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. All Fridays. Next, the mysterious disappearance of a Swedish military plane with a crew of eight were reported on, or was reported on June 13th, 1952. It became known as the Catalina Affair because two Catalina planes were sent to search for the original plane that went missing and were later shot down by the Soviet Air Force. I said Soviet. Soviet Air Force. Obviously, I've never heard of Soviet. Soviet. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, but the, the Soviets also admitted to shooting down the original Swedish plane. But for 40 years, the Swedish government stuck by the story that the plane was merely performing training exercises because at this time, um, they were, you know... Um, neutral 
Mm-hmm. So okay. they didn't want to let them know. But in the 90s, it was leaked that the crew members were actually spying on the Soviet Union for NATO. Anyway. Soviet Union was spying for NATO? No. The Swedish military was. was oh, okay. That mm-hmm. makes I was like, why would the Soviets yeah, spy for no, NATO? The Soviets shot them down. But the original plane that went missing was June 13th, 1952. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I didn't see one of those. That's cool. Yeah. It's not. It's cool. cool. Okay. No, it's, <laughs> it's interesting that there's so many events that mm-hmm. do happen on Friday the 13th. Next. And maybe you've heard of this one. Maybe not. The New York City murder of Kitty Genovese. I don't know if that's how you say her last name. Kitty? Kitty Genovese. This made psychology, ugh, this made psychology textbook infamy. On March 13th, 1964, more than 30 people witnessed the crime without one person intervening. So this is the whole bystander effect, or also called, because of her last name, the Genovese syndrome. Have you heard of the bystanding effect, or the bystander effect? Yeah. That's also on my list to talk about at some point, because it's crazy. Which basically, you know, witnesses are less less likely to help a crime victim if there are other witnesses around. Mm -hmm. The more witnesses, the less likely any one person will intervene. Her murder is credited as one of the factors that pushed the emergency 911 system into place as well. I remember we did like a whole case study on the bystander effect in school, obviously, like with psychology, but. I might be saying her last name incorrectly, but it looks like. No. Genovese or Genovese. Oh, okay. I'll have to look it. Yeah, supposedly from her murder, that was what happened. So, anyway, moving on. One of the worst natural disasters in history occurred on November 13th, 1970, when a cyclone hit Bangladesh, killing thousands of people. It killed up to 500,000 people. Oh my gosh. It was like 300 to 500,000. I didn't have an exact this? number. This was 1970. Okay. So that's why I don't know. I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. It mostly resulted of a large storm surge overwhelming the low-lying islands and tidal flats along the shores of the Bay of Bengal. It was the world's deadliest tropical cyclone. That's sad. Yep. Next, you might have heard of this one. This is a, I don't know, very popular topic, I feel like. So on October 13th, 1972, a plane carrying a rugby team crashed into the Andes mountaintop. Some died upon impact, others were killed by weather conditions, and even more were killed in an avalanche. 16 out of the 45 people survived and inspired the book and movie Alive. I don't know if you've heard of this or not. I feel like maybe the movie? No, I haven't. I don't know. So the wreckage was not located for more than two months. There were five crew members, 40 passengers that included club members, Friends, family, and others on board that were kind of like helping to pay for the rugby team to travel. See, the rugby thing is what makes me feel like it's familiar, but then mm-hmm. every single plane crash there in the mountain a, uh, with the a, movie is like running yeah, together well, for there me. There might be a detail in here that okay. will ring a bell for you. So they were transporting the team from Montevideo, Uruguay to Santiago, Chile. It's Chile, right? Mm-hmm. The pilot misjudged the location of the plane and was unaware of the mistake, so the controllers you know, off-site cleared him to begin descending. Unfortunately, the plane struck a mountain, losing its right wing, and then it left, lost its left wing before crashing into a remote valley. The snow-covered mountains made it difficult to find the plane because it was white as well, so it kind of oh. blended in. Wow. 
And because of the harsh environment, many believe that there weren't any survivors at all. After eight days, the search was called off, but rescue efforts were undertaken later by family members and friends. The crash initially killed 12 people and had 33 survivors, with many of them injured. Approximately 11,500 feet, or 3,500 meters, that's like the elevation of it. Mm. So they would face like snow and freezing temps. I said that weird, but mm-hmm. that was what the elevation was, was like 11,500 feet. Okay. The food supplies, which mainly, like this is just from the plane. So all they had were like candy bars and wine because it's on the plane. You know what I mean? You're not packing food on a plane. It's just oh what the plane God. has. That's what you're surviving on. Uh, yeah. So those supplies were gone in about a week. Right. So the starving survivors had to resort to eating the corpses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Ring a bell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as you said about the wine and candy bars. So six more died over the next few weeks, and then at the end of October, an avalanche killed eight more. Eventually, three of the survivors set out for help. One returned to the wreckage, but the other two came across three herdsmen in the village. December 22nd, two helicopters were sent to the wreckage. And they were, you know, rescued. Admission of the cannibalism received backlash. So whenever they admitted to... They were having, dead. ...having to do that. I'm like, hello, that you need to survive somehow. Yeah, like, received, do you want everyone to die? you want no survivor? They received backlash until one of the survivors claimed that they had been inspired by the Last Supper, in which Jesus gave his disciples and bread then, and wine that he stated were his body and blood. And then people, and then people okay accepted it. it. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting like, that the last supper else, came back. I, I'm going to put this out here right now. We get into an accident and I'm dead. You're stranded. You're surviving and starving. Fucking do it, dude. Don't let me go to waste for nothing. No, just like, you know, you talk about like dogs versus cats. If you die in your home, your dog's going to let you go, but your cats are going to eat you. I get it. Yeah. I want you to, I don't want you to starve. No, I don't want, I don't want any, like if I'm already dead, don't let it go rot mm-hmm. and go to waste. Make sure I'm dead before you start yeah. munching, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll put up a fight if you're going while I'm alive, but... Ow, my toe. <laughs> I'm still kicking over here. You know I would not go for your toe first. No, you <laughs> I would leave that shit. My pinky. <laughs> There's no meat on that shit. I'd what would you start with? Probably like an arm or a leg or something. Yeah. Real meaty. Or maybe I'd go small and work my way up because I'm going to starve more later. I don't know. What would you start with? I'd probably crack open the skull and start with the brain. Mm, before it rots. Mm-hmm. Like Hannibal Lecter style. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do y'all love past style? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our li- we just lost everybody. Everyone's gone. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. Okay, moving on. On that same day, October 13th, 1972, a plane in Moscow, so again, same day as the rugby team crash, same day in Moscow, a plane crashed into the ground. It killed all 174 passengers on board. Oh my god. It was never confirmed what caused the crash, but some speculate it was a lightning strike. Because back then they didn't have, like, it wasn't as safe to be in a plane when lightning struck. Now it, you know, it does its thing and it kind of, it's fine. But the plane ended up just three miles away from the runway. So it was really close to landing. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. What was that date again? October 13th, 1972. Three? That was my my due date. Was it? Wait, no. What was your actual birthday? Maybe my due date was the 15th. 
Wait, what's your birthday again? 16th. 16th. Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember. One of those days. I think it was maybe the 15th, so never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Another October 13th date, but this was in 1989. Ooh, it's a cursed day. It was not a good day for the stock exchange. There was a mini crash that at the time was the second worst stock market crash in American history. I didn't go far into that one. Next, a widespread computer crash. Yes. That's probably where that novel came from. was, like, based off. It was a fictional novel of the stock market crashing oh, on yeah. Friday the 13th. Was that what? in the 80s? This was 89. Oh, the... No, it would have been older than that. What you said. Yeah, Early it was 1900s. 1907 yeah. that the novel was. So maybe he had a premonition. Yeah, maybe. Weird. Okay. Sorry. Okay. January 13th of that same year. So I guess I had that out of order. So that mini crash was in October. This was January. But it was a widespread computer crash. They called it Friday the 13th virus that infected hundreds of IBM computers in England on that day. And the crash caused anxiety over lost files because everyone lost like their personal shit. And the threat of the then new technology at the time. Which, yeah. I mean, that'd be scary as shit. Mm Mm-hmm. For... Late 80s. Oh, for sure. Moving on, we have the death of Tupac Shakur. On September 13th, 1996, days after he was shot multiple times in a murder that remains unsolved, has sparked many conspiracy theories. I've never really looked into the conspiracies of that. But that was also on a Friday the 13th. Interesting. Another one. A boy was struck by lightning in England on August 13th, 2010. The time was 1.13 or 13.13 military time. And he was 13 years old at the time. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I think he lived. So. We'll go sure he survived. Next, the largest passenger shipwreck was on January 13th, 2012. So the more recent one. More than 30 passengers aboard Costa Concordia died in the wreck off the Italian coast. Hmm. So many. That was all. Yes, that was 13. That was from the Seattle Times. I have a few other ones not from there, just from searching around. And I don't even want to say like events, really, but one of them, Alfred Hitchcock, he was born on Friday the 13th in August of 1899. Of course, everyone, oh, most people know who Alfred Hitchcock is. He's the infamous director of psychological thrillers. If you ever watched Psycho. Okay, you know, Norman Bates or Birds. Have you ever watched that one? Mm -hmm. I was forced to in my media class. And my one one friend who had it with me was is terrified of birds. She crawled. Oh, you did tell me about this. Like under the Mm -hmm. seats. I've never seen someone so fucking scared. Yeah. Well, she would have been even more terrified if she had to act in the movie because during the production, he had his crew hurl live birds Mm -hmm. at actress Tippi Hedren during the film. Yeah, we like had to study the it's whole Hedren film. Hedren. That's tippy. The cuts and scratches that were on her face, as well as her terror on the screen, were all real. Yeah, it's we had to like do this whole like paper Which research class is that and for? stuff, media, like a like a movie in theater okay. type thing. It was a I bullshit did, class for me, but yeah, I had an ethics class that was movies. I loved it, but it was all based on like morals and stuff. So mm. really good movies, though. No, it was like all the classic films. That's cool. 
It was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, like, I got to see a lot that I had never seen or heard Mm -hmm. of before, but I've never seen someone's reaction like that with birds. I was like, dude, bro, are you going to be good? Like, step out of the room. Yeah, I literally, I was like, you got to leave. Mm -hmm. It's distracting for everybody, to be honest. (laughs) I'm just trying to watch a fucking movie. You're fucking ruining it for me, dude. (laughs) All right, moving on. New Yorker Daz Baxter was so fearful on Friday the 13th that he chose to stay in bed that day, believing he would be safest there. However, in a tragic twist of events, he was killed when the floor of his apartment collapsed on Friday the 13th, 1976. Huh. So, you're not safe in bed. No. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's just... And of all people, it's someone who's terrified of the date, and then it yeah. happens on the date. Right. You're just trying to stay safe and you die. Did you look into the composer Arnold Schoenberry? So he had Triscodecophobia. Which again, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so he died of anxiety on July 13th, 1951, which just so happened to be a Friday, but he died from anxiety. The amount of times I feel like I'm going to die from anxiety is unreal. No, I just, I feel like he had to have, like, worked himself up. Mm-hmm. Had a heart attack or something. Yeah, something. I don't know. But, like, it's just similar to kind mm-hmm. of that, where it's like, you have this irrational fear. <sighs> and then you die on that. It's nuts. All right, another one. July 13th, 1951. Kansas was hit with over 25 inches of rain. Cities of Manhattan, Lawrence, and Topeka were most affected. Over 2 million acres of land were damaged by the flood. The storm affected oil tanks, causing them to catch fire and explode. The passengers were stuck on trains for four days. And at its highest, the flooding exceeded records by four to nine feet. Wow. That was a big flood in the 50s. November 13th, 1829, Sam Patch was America's first professional daredevil, which I've never heard of him. But again, this was 1820s, so. <laughs> anyway, but he was the first professional daredevil. Oh, which I don't that's know, that's wild. just interesting to me. It's like the first jackass. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's what they did. I mean, it is, in a sense. So but. throughout his life, he jumped from many great heights, including Niagara Falls, twice. That's insanity. He decided to then jump from the High Falls into the Genesee River. Which, this is all Canada. Mm-hmm. No one was concerned at this because they're like, he's jumped before from, you know, crazy he died. things. However, something went wrong and his body was found four months later. What yeah. the fuck? I don't know. So, anyway. That was pretty much all I had, except for... In the next six years, 2026 will be the most unlucky year, featuring three Friday the 13th, February, March, and November. Oh, you got back-to-back months. Mm -hmm. How many? It's normally two a year? One or two. Okay. Sometimes it's just one. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have three in 2026. Also, April 13th, 2029, according to NASA, an asteroid called 99942 Apophis will come within 20,000 miles of Earth. Which doesn't sound that close, but it's extremely close in relation to space. Mm-hmm. So. Spooky. That was 2029. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's not that far away. Mm-mm. Now we're going to all die. Okay. So before I get into the, um, like, social and psychological explanations, I do want to circle back around to the 1980 film Friday the 13th by John Carpenter. Jason. 
which revolutionized and greatly impacted the superstition of Friday the 13th. So you laid out kind of all these events that occurred. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably where all the the movies and novels kind of got some sort of substance. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know why they chose that, but I feel like it's probably from history. And you said it started in 1980? That was the first movie? It came, The first movie came out in 1980. So, the my next line. The original film was debuted in 1980 and was only intended as a standalone film. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. The independent film was the 18th highest grossing film of 1980 and led to 11 sequels including a 2009 reboot and a 2003 crossover film. Was that Freddy vs. Jason? Yes. That was my favorite. Well, yeah, it was like not the Nightmare on... I think it was across with the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that'd be Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Unless but I forget how they movie. named it. No, like I was agreeing that with That was you. the name of the movie. It was Freddy vs. Jason. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was something else. Unless there was another crossover. Mm, I don't know. I love Freddy vs. Jason. That is my favorite because it's so freaking hilarious. Yeah, I actually haven't watched it. Oh my god, please watch it because you're going to laugh your ass off. And I haven't actually seen the original of Friday the 13th, but I have seen the reboot a handful of times. See, I was not really so much into the Jason movies. I was more into the Nightmare on Elm Street movies because I mm-hmm. love Freddy. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Freddy vs. Jason, I rooted for Freddy. <laughs> anyway, and I... I've only seen bits and pieces of Friday the 13th movies. I, the only one that's really, like, coming to mind is the one in space. Because isn't there one in space? Or maybe one... Maybe I don't know. I, I haven't... I think that's Michael Myers. I don't know. I haven't... Space. No, I think it's I Jason. haven't watched all of them. Like I said, I just watched, like, the reboot a bunch of times. And then maybe, like, some of the later sequels. But I liked the reboot because it was one of, like, the first scary movies that my older sister and I watched by ourselves our parents were away we finally were allowed to like staying at the house by ourselves mm-hmm. and i grew up like in the middle of the woods so just it was dark and behind my, a tree my sister gets there. so scared so she like every time something came by she would see like her own fucking shadow in the window she was like something's here yeah yeah i get it but it was jason who was in space that mm. one was jason i don't know if you say jason x or jason 10 probably 10 10 i would say was that the 10th movie the film has influenced pop culture so much that references can be found all throughout modern films and television shows. Films like Paranorman and TV shows like The Simpsons, South Park, and Family Guy allude to the Jason's ghoulie mask that he debuted in Friday the 13th Part 3. So he didn't even have the ghoulie mask in the original one. Like, What did he have? He didn't have a mask. Oh. He took... So I think he, in Part 3, he like took it from one of his victims and then ever since then he like had it hmm. so the reboot kept it on mm-hmm. but the original never had it interesting the iconic and rhythmic soundtrack of the film has become so recognizable that tv shows like ncis and films like the cable guy parody rhythmic 70s synth theme music hmm. i don't really know exactly what that means but that was like saying what it was so i also read that they took kill him mommy and use the k and the ma to do the soundtrack oh, like the spooky creepy. like i don't know oh interesting mm-hmm. now i kind of want to watch some of the movies yeah so but so there's 12 movies 
why didn't they do a 13th movie? You know what I mean? There's 11 movies. I thought there was 12. There... No, there's original 11 sequels. It led to 11 sequels. So, 12. Why? Oh my gosh, maybe they'll do a 13th and it's going to be nuts. Why? Yeah, why wouldn't they They do a 13th? If you you didn't mean for it to have that many, but you get to that point... You might as well do. You have to do a 13th. Maybe that's in the works. I didn't look it up. Okay, so we'll try and wrap this up here because I don't think we have much more to do. Mm -mm. So the social and psychological explanations as to, you know, why 13 is so unlucky. Part of 13's rep, reputation may be connected to a feeling of unfamiliarity or, quote, felt sense of anomaly, as it is called in psychological literature. In everyday life, 13 is less common than 12, like we said earlier. There isn't a 13th month, 13th inch ruler, or 13 o'clock. Imagine if there was. A sense of unfamiliarity won't cause a phobia by itself, but according to a study by the University of South Carolina, quote, psychological research shows that we favor what is familiar and disfavor what is not, end quote which makes it easier to associate 13 with negative attributes. People may also align dark attributes to 13 for the same reason that many believe in the full moon effects, which this is a little controversy for me, but full moon influences on mental health, crime rates, accidents, etc. have been thoroughly debunked, but have they? Mm-mm. I don't know. I So I don't times? really believe in this, especially because the amount of years of working in healthcare, like when I was younger to throughout college and stuff. And then also working with animals and being like around kids. I definitely see there is an effect from a full moon. I think it's more the energy pool. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, it might affect like how you're processing and reacting. That's my own personal Thought. I don't necessarily think maybe crime rates are the highest. I don't know. I'm sure it can yeah. be debunked, but I also, to me, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of those things, too. Just like Friday the 13th, when something bad happens on a full moon, or Friday the 13th, you just hear, oh, well, it's a full moon. Well, so. that, yeah, and that's sense. exactly what this is kind of getting into. So when people look to confirm their beliefs, they are prone to infer connections between unrelated factors. So, for example... If you are in a car accident on a full moon or on Friday the 13th, the event seems more memorable and significant. Once someone is locked into those beliefs, they are very hard to shake. So it really... Don't trust the moon, you guys. <laughs> don't. That, that's what I was going to say. Oh, it can come back in later. Moon. Don't trust the full moon on Friday the 13th, especially. Oh my gosh, yeah. Don't People probably go crazy because what your if, floor is going to collapse. <laughs> I almost said, what if there's a full moon on Friday the 13th on Halloween? <laughs> Yeah, because that, that's how it works, Julia. Well, it's technically, I mean, Halloween, flip backwards. Yeah. We just cracked the code to the universe. We fucking did. That's what this podcast was for, to be honest. To crack that code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To figure out the universe. So those are just really, like, explanations as to why some people get, you know, really butthurt about <laughs> number 13 and Friday. Mm-hmm. So it, I feel like my conclusion is that um, they already had, like, unlike lucky, like, origins dating back hundreds to even thousands of years. So 
the superstition. Superstition. Superstition is is correct, probably. Superstition. I feel like it just kind of grew with the the folklore and the stories Mm -hmm. and generations. I think Christianity had a lot to do with why the Western... It always Mm -hmm. has an influence on shit. Yeah. So what did you say about you were going to give us lucky? Yeah, I was going to end on something a little lucky. So not everyone, like you said, is mostly the U.S. Or I'm going to say mostly Western cultures that fear the number 13. But some people don't. So in some regions, 13 is considered a lucky number. Prior to the First World War, 13 was lucky in France, being featured on postcards and charms. In more modern times, 13 is lucky in Italy except in some contexts, such as sitting at the dinner table. So they don't mind it, except they don't want 13 people at the table. Cantonese-speaking areas such as Hong Kong and Macau, 13 is considered lucky because it sounds similar to the Cantonese sounds, like the words meaning sure to live, as opposed to the unlucky 14, which sounds like the words sure to die. So it all kind of goes with like linguistics mm-hmm. and the similarity. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to end on this one, which should make you guys so happy. You know, it just fills me with butterflies. Taylor Swift claims 13 is lucky for her. She was born on the 13th. She turned 13 on Friday the 13th. Her first album went gold in 13 weeks. First number one song had a 13 second intro. She claims that every time she's won an award, she has been sitting in either the 13th row, 13th seat, 13th section or row M, which is the 13th letter. So she's, she believes 13 is really rooting for her. Yeah. That's behind her success. Yeah, because of numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, good for her. Yeah. It's my fucking lucky number. Are you Swifty? Is that what they call them? Yeah. We're going to lose listeners if we, we keep are. talking about this. So, and thank you for I'm listening not, today. I yeah. think that wraps it <laughs> Not a Swifty here. I am a Swifty, but not a Swifty. Swifty. Although I don't even know if I'm a fan of Rick and Morty anymore. Either. Why? Because the fucking writer. He's done. Is that why the there voice actor and the writer? They're trying to like continue it, but he like got in trouble for domestic abuse, so they like kicked him off. Yeah. 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 So. It's oh, I want to get Swifty though. I know. Let's get Swifty. Okay. Anyway. We do got to wrap up. Yes, let's wrap it up here. So thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page at Unprofessionals Asking Questions. Our Instagram is UAQPod. You can send us an email at UAQPod at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at UAQPod.com. We also now have a Patreon page up. You can go to Patreon.com slash UAQ. Again, that is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash uaq there are a few tiers you can choose from if you'd like to donate on a monthly basis these donations help us improve the quality of the podcast all around eventually we'll move on to some you know benefits for the patreons but not there yet we'll get there eventually and just a reminder we're taking the next couple weeks off for vacation and mental health so we will see you in a few weeks thank you thanks bye bye